0: So what we started exploring is that um, as we evolve and become more knowledgeable and more and more uh, deep and intuitive, our understanding of God has to also uh, evolve and grow. And if we're staying with shallow understandings of God, then there's no there's no question that they're not and they're not exciting anymore, right? So if like if like God is just good and all of a sudden bad things happen, so how do you reconcile that? Right? And, with, and Rav Cook told us that with time, what's going to happen is that people are going to be like, well, that's not I, don't, I'm not, I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. That's not like, it's not my belief system. And people are just going to be anti, right? And that's the, uh, the kafira movement, the heterocy movement, the Khiloniyut, right? The secular movement that says, I, whatever you're preaching about God, I'm just not interested. And the answer to that is uh, Rav Cook's answer, which is like the God you don't believe in, I don't believe in either. Right? Meaning whatever understanding you have of God that's not um, our our understanding of God and what we have to do what the Khiloni movement what the secular movement is forcing us to do is go deeper into our sources and draw out deeper understandings in order for us to have a broader and more relevant understanding of God um, etc right no, so you know God can't uh, come down on Mount Sinai and say no iPhones on Shabbos because the Israelites that are standing under the Mountain would be like, what is an iPhone? He's like an apple. And they're like, what, you're not allowed to eat apples on Shabbos? And be like, no, that different kind of apple. Right? So in in in, in a in a strong regard, um, do you want a card for lunch? Oh yeah, that's cool. So good, we'll, we'll get lunch. Um, there's papers, sending the papers down that way. So so the so right, so the idea is, is that a Qadj Baruch Hu speaks to the generation. And yet embedded in the fabric, in the coding, are deeper, deeper understandings that really um, bring out a stronger understanding of God. And what we have to do in order to feel connected is we have to constantly revisit and re-edit our understanding of God, what God is, what our relationship with God is. And it could be that for our grandparents, uh, something worked and it's not working for us. And that is not because we're different or because they're right and we're wrong or we're right and they're wrong. Different times have different understandings, right? And if you would go back, not so many years, but if you would go back just even 15 years and speak in a science class and say, well, actually, uh, nothing really exists. On a quantum level, uh, things are just uh, really all just potential. And your science teacher would throw you out, right? I mean, if you would tell Einstein about quantum mechanics, he'd be like, that shakes up all her whole foundation of, of, of physics, right, that would be so scary, and that's why when Einstein came up with the theory that it actually brought about quantum mechanics, which is spooky action in a distance, he was frightened, that's why he called it, this is like the most frightening concept in, in, in science is that things are all an illusion and some things are going to react to each other on opposite sides of the cosmos, and like, we're okay with that, like, Everything is just a, a mere illusion. Like, how do we work with that? So, you know, and with, in today's scientific world, yeah, we're explaining to kids that, you know, th- th- this is what you see. And if you would had a m- m- micro um, um, eyes, right, then you would see a ton of um, bugs crawling all over your food. Gross. Right? I mean, that's gross, but they're also in your tongue and in your intestines and eating, yeah, you know, uh, make, uh, dead make. tissue that's in your heart, right? Like, but w- we, if we would see that, we would go crazy, right? And yet, you know... Um, in one way or another, that is the reality. Now, uh, what is reality? The reality is based on what you're seeing right now. So yeah, so we can't see this, right? So in, in, a, deeper conver- in, a, deeper, in a deeper concept, given another analogy, um, there's no sound coming out of my mouth. You're not hearing me. That's a joke. The only thing that's coming out of my mouth is vibrations. And those vibrations are being picked up by your eardrum. And, and you hear what you want to hear at the end of the day. So, there's no voice. There's no sound. It's only how you interpret it. This is going to feed us into our first source, which is, there is no voice of God. There's a vibration. And we pick that up based on how we interpret it. And for every person, or in different times, that's going to be different. So, the Bereshit Rabbah says like this, Amar of Yudin how great are the prophets that they're able to um, 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 draw an, an, an analogy draw a, a perception between the creator and its creation Right. so at, right now in this room there's Chinese music playing well is it playing? I mean it is in frequency but we don't have the right radio to pick up that frequency Yet, how great are the prophets that they're able to pick up on that frequency of hearing what God wants, right? And there is no music. When I say there's Chinese music in this room, that's that's false. That's not true. There are radio waves that are picking up some sort of vibration that if translated truthfully in a radio, and anybody who ever seen like, you know, the old transistor radios with like the light bulbs, it's a complicated System to translate those radio waves into actual music, and how great are the prophets that are taking this world as the creation, and through that teaching us about the Creator, as it says in Daniel, called Adam bain ulay." Daniel says, "I'm hearing a voice of man." Is God have a voice? When you hear my voice, you're not even hearing my voice. That's why whenever we hear a recording of ourselves, it sounds so creepy. Like, that's how I sound? No. That's how you interpret your own sound in your head. Because it's always going to be on a higher pitch. And yet, you hear me the way I really sound. But do I really sound the way I hear me? Lots of different conversation. Because what is sound and how do you interpret your own sound? So... Daniel says, I hear a voice of man. Does that really mean that God sounds like a man? Right? You know, like, they're, they're, they're doing a movie about God. And, it, and, and they're putting out, like, a, an ad in the newspaper saying, we're looking for somebody to be the voice of God in this new movie called The Ten Commandments. And some guy walks up and goes, hi, can I try out? And they're like, no, sorry, you are not the voice of God. Right? Until Morgan Friedman comes and goes like, oh, yeah, I am your God. And you're like, yes, that's it. Like We have some sort of, like, analogy perception of what God's voice is going to sound like. And yet, it doesn't sound like any of that. Right. Right? So he says, there's no other verse which displays more clarity on this than the one Yechezkel said And yet when Yechezkel when 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 sees an image of God, he sees an image of God as a man. Can I, can I ask a question? Please, this is all what we're doing here. Um so but is this saying that like when they when they like well like hear hear Hashem or, or see Hashem, they are hearing like an actual voice even if it is how they're relating it to a, like a voice as as them actually hearing a voice when you, i mean when you're talking i hear a voice but am i hearing a voice i'm taking vibrations and translating it into a voice sure right thing, so god is vibrating through creation and they're picking it up as they are because they are the radio Right? So Benedict Spinoza says that a triangle will perceive God as a triangle. Right? And a bunny would think God is a bunny. And that's why the males think God is a male, but he is neither a male or a female. He is only what you translate that as. Right? So yes, are they hearing something? Sure. But the only way you can understand God is through yourself Midamin right Medamin sura Liotra. so I'm a male, and the only way I can understand God is through my masculinity now is God a male? No, God's way more than everything he's all of that, and then none of that at the same time so I, I guess I guess what I'm asking is like we like we quote unquote'll we'll perceive God as a male if, if we're male, but at the same time we don't see God as a male so when they when they're saying like hearing like Hashem is like' is like a voice or whatnot um will they, will they hear, is it saying that they're actually hearing voice? So when he, when Daniel hears the voice of Hashem, or Yehezkel sees a man sitting on a throne, the question is, what do he actually see, right? So any dream that I have, I have a dream, and I dreamt that I'm a motorcycle. Does that mean I'm a motorcycle? So I'll go to like my therapist and it's like, a motorcycle has two wheels, and therefore it's not stable, and if it, you just stand it up, it will fall, on, it will fall, so you maybe are feeling unstable in your life, right? Meaning, I have to take that image and then translate that into something, right? So the only thing I can translate, I think that the highest form of being of creation is a man. That's the that's the most exciting thing in the world. So I'm going to think that God is man, right? And for a bunny, like the most sophisticated thing in the universe is is a bunny. So he's going to think that God is a bunny, right? I mean, we look at the monkey and say like, what an unsophisticated like creature. And he looks at us and he's like, you know, right? I had a poster as a child in my in, in, in my room, and it was a, it was a picture of two gorillas. In, in a glass cage and one girl says to the other one he goes look how I trained those humans I press this button they bring me a banana right meaning who's training who who's sophisticated so right when we say we heard the voice of God what does that mean so the first thing we have to understand is that it's an analogy what that means I don't know what they actually saw we don't know but we need to know that the only that whatever they saw they're translating into what we know as reality right so if for me you know uh i don't know for a kid who watches you know uh mcu to him a uh, god is thor so he imagines god as being you know thor because that's what he thinks the most powerful exciting you but the problem is is what happens when you evolve right so if you um, 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 um you know Base your diet based on what you knew as a kid. You would eat junk all day, and if you spend money based on your understanding of money as a kid, then you'd spend money all day. And if you if you're basing your Judaism based on your understanding of of religion as a kid, then of course you're not going to be interested. So as we evolve, and I know it's very hard to say we evolve, and therefore God needs to evolve. Or you know sometimes people get yeah um, I'm really startled when um, when we say that you know, Allah evolves, but there's an evolutionary process of things growing. So. Reb had a yurtite two days ago. Reb a Akon of Lublin, who was a student of the Meir Shilach. Uh, genius. Okay? Genius, had photographic memory, he knew all the Torah by heart. He, uh, he was uh, not, not a question to his geniusness and his ability to write and articulate. And he wrote a lot, a lot of books. Um, and um, he is going, he's very much was the, one of the, the pivotal people to take deep concepts in Judaism and reiterate them to the public. To a point where we can now come out of the shallowness Of our understanding of Torah And he says like this talk, Talking about the, the the Midrash that we just quoted How great are the prophets That are are, are, um, are taking The image of God And turning it into Something that is relatable to us And he says like this The understanding, our understanding of God is only from our perception. See, from God's perception, He has no limit. He has no understanding. We cannot measure God right in biology we're going to dissect a frog theology thinks we're going to dissect God we can't dissect God the only thing we can dissect and this is, why I thi- we're, this is not theology is our understanding of God and therefore when we understand God we're only understanding God within the realm of our understanding so if I think I, I, to, I, I come up with the statement God is good and I want to say that God is good so the only thing that I have is the, my understanding of God of good then we're going to say that God is good and then when something bad happens we're going to say like, well that doesn't happen right Right? So imagine a guy that lives in the wilderness his whole life, never met a human being, um, and he bumps his head one day. And a group of, uh, of of hikers walk by and see this guy gushing blood from his head. And uh, and they they, they 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 have a sat phone. They call some chopper. They come and they and they evacuate this uh, this this uh, primitive uh, human being to a uh, to a hospital, right? And he wakes up and he sees lights and people wearing white. And they have white masks. And they have these glasses with these lights shining out. And he and, and, and they have knives. At best, he thinks aliens captured him. At worst, he thinks he's a group of cannibals. And you're trying with all your knowledge to explain to this person that these are doctors that have working, been working around the clock to save your life. And he, there's no way you can explain that to him. It's beyond his comprehension. So if your knowledge and understanding is X... Your knowledge and understanding of God is X. So yeah, so, you know, the best thing that we can do to explain to children what God is, is saying that God is our Father. Right? Because for a child, the most calming thing, the most accepting thing, the greatest comfort is a parent. So God is our parent. But where is he? Well, he's not here because... You know your parents are here. He's like he's like our father in heaven, and then easily you can come from father in heaven to Santa Claus, who just is like comes every now and then and gives you a gift. But you know when you evolve and you're not a kid anymore, and we have to evolve also and understand that a father, you know, a kid who has who in adolescence the last thing he needs, or a millennial in his whole life, the last thing he needs is somebody telling him what to do. So I don't want a father in heaven. I don't want a father. think I need a father. I already have one father who's telling me what to do. He's always busting my chops. I need another father great. So our evolution, we have to understand that, you know, a, fa- he, a father figure is good for when you're in one stage of life and then in another stage of life you have to evolve out of that. And therefore, God himself is finiteless. He's beyond our grasp, beyond our knowledge. And yet the only grasp that we have is av- what we can understand. See, the Rambam in Mor says, there's a big, uh, one of the perplexities that people have is that they read the Bible and it says, God took the Jewish people out with his strong hand. So we say, okay, God has a hand. Uh, I have a hand. So the analogy is that the same way I have a hand, he has a hand. And then we come to mass confusion. The Rambam says it's the opposite. Our hand is not the analogy to his hand. Him using the word hand is an analogy for us. Right? It's not that God has a hand, so I have a hand. No, it's that I have a hand, and I can understand what a hand is, so he's using a metaphor called a hand. He does not have a hand. He has the ability to do things. Same way your hand has an ability. Right? And we spoke last week about Rav Cook's scream about the same way people are making physical idols, people are making spiritual idols. And therefore, I imagine God sitting on some throne with some long beard, right? Being like, oh, child, if only you knew what I knew, you would not do these stupid, petty things. But that's not what God is. See, God is without a form. Same way water doesn't have a form. And you put it into a a jug, it takes the form of that. You put it into a vase, it takes the form of that. You put it into a cup, it takes the form of that. You put it into a bathtub, it takes the form of that. It doesn't have a form. It's only what we put God into. So I'm upset at water that it's looking like a star. Then don't put it into a star vase. You want water to look in something? Then put it into something else. So I can sit there all day and be like, I don't like this father in heaven. Well, then don't put him into a father figure. Because God does not have an image. The prophets are taking God, water, and putting it into a image that works for us. But it doesn't work for you, then don't work with that. Right? because for us the greatness of man the greatest thing in this creation is a man so we think God is a man I had a student here last year who told me God is an an, an AI I said to him you're good but infinitely more Right? God is an AI because to him an AI is the most sophisticated concept that exists in our minds right much more evolved than Superman and Justice League or the Avengers. The most sophisticated evolved thing in the world is an AI. Or, in other words, you know, Mr. Smith from The Matrix. All right? Great. That is what we could grasp so that is what we use. But he's not that. That is just our analogy to understand him within the context of us. Okay? So you're saying that I'm speaking to you. I'm not speaking to you. I'm vibrating to you. And that would be really weird. Oh, how was the lunch and learned? Oh, great vibrations. So we could say it was good vibes, which is an association to vibrations, right? But I'm not speaking. I am sending out vibrations from my vocal cords, which your eardrum is then turning into sound so you can relate to that. But because we can't relate to radio waves... I am not hearing all the music in this room, and because my eyes see the way they see, I can't see the bacteria walking all over your your French fries right now that you're about to eat, and all the tiny little microscopic bugs. But if I did have microscopic eyes, I might not have such a great appetite. And if I had a quantum mechanical eyes, I would see that this table exists and doesn't exist at the same exact time, and you're here and not here at the same exact time. And if I had if I had if I had um, 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 quantum mechanical eyes. I would also see that nobody actually dies, and maybe I would have, you know, an easier way of dealing and coping with death, and then also a freaky way of understanding how life happens. And maybe instead of being excited that I, you know, my kids are in the world, I'll be like, oh, they're just you know matter that transformed into something you know, else that's moving. All I can understand about God is what I am capable to understand. And that's what Reb is telling us. When the prophets, that, that's what's so great about them. And that's why today's prophets in, in other worlds are going to talk about, you know, and that's why Spinoza Sh- Shpin, is going to come along and say that, oh, God's the universe and the universe is God. Right? And while half his statement is right, God is the universe, the universe is not God. God is infinitely more. And while Yechezkel is saying, yes, I saw God as an image of man sitting on the throne, that is true and yet God is infinitely more. And when I heard God's voice, yes, you heard God's voice, But that's not just God's voice. God's voice is infinitely echoing through the chambers of the world, and you picked up on one radio wave, speaking to you, right? Which is how science understands our consciousness today. Our brain is just a radio that picks up on consciousness because science does not know how to understand consciousness. What does it mean that a person is conscious? How do you perceive yourself from the outside? How do you have that ability to do that? Oh, you must be tapping into a greater consciousness called the consciousness of the universe. Great, we're going to call that God and infinitely more. You can call it the conscious of the universe, as we're going to see towards the end of the year. Rav and Einstein saying, literally paraphrasing each other. or well, Einstein came much later, but paraphrasing Rav And Rav calling it Ain't so if Einstein calling it the universe, right? Okay. right? Or somebody today will call it multiverse. We'll call it whatever we want, you know. But it's really the same exact thing. So it says Rav Kook, Rav in Rasisi Laila, the only way you can know God Is knowing God through yourself right? That's why whenever we speak to somebody What do we do automatically We autobiography them Right and You're going to tell me Listen I'm, I'm, I'm stressed in class You know what I'm going to say Well I'll tell you how I deal with stress Wait, Why are you talking about yourself Dog like, to the person Right? It takes a hard time to be a therapist to know not to talk about you. Because all we know, I can only understand you through understanding me. And therefore, the only way I can understand God is through understanding myself. Right? Whereas the Mayashulaf would say, God gave us kids in order for us to understand him, in order for him to understand us. Right? Only when I'm a parent do I really understand my parents. Right? I remember after like waking up for like a whole month, putting my rocking my kid back to sleep, I called my dad and I was like, Thank you, like for what? I'm just like, just you know, for everything. He's like, oh, you had one of those months where you like you haven't slept in you know more than like an hour and a half in a night. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, yeah. I can only understand them through myself. I can only understand my child through me, right? And my child throws this like crazy fit. I'm like, yeah, I've done that more than not. I mean, I still do that, just passively aggressively, because I'm an adult and I can't act like a kid and like throw my shoes on the floor and bang the floor and say, not going, right? Um, that's, that's what the Ramam says now the problem is is when you start thinking that that narrow perception you have of God through your own vantage point is all of God that's where the problem starts okay? where my perception of oh the ultimate father in heaven would only do good for his children so God is good and all of a sudden when, when not good happens in my life well now, now, no problem I have a problem. Yes, God is good, and infinitely more, because my perception of God or my perception of good is so narrow because it's my own little perception, and that's why all of our journey is out of Mitzrayim, out of the Meitzarim, out of the narrowness, into Eretz Israel, which is Eretz Tova Urchava, and the only way to get into Eretz Israel is through Rachav, right? who lives in the opening in the wall, right? Because our whole life is the journey out of the narrowness, out of the narrow constriction into a broader expansiveness of God. And the more I can be broad, the more I can constantly expand myself to understand more and more and more of God instead of limiting God into my understanding, which is what what Avodah is, is saying, well, God's too big, so let's just like narrow him into like one of the powers or into a human, which is much easier to relate to. Or into the sun. Which is something I easily can relate to. Right? But we still talk about sunrise, sunset when the sun does not rise or set at all. The sun is static and the earth orbits. But it wouldn't be romantic to walk on the beach with a girl and say, ah, oh, look at that beautiful rotation of earth out of the perception of the, of the sun. It's not so romantic. Saying, oh, sunset. Like, right? But we have to understand... And this is the problem that we have, is that we have some sort of understanding of God, and then we're stuck in that perception. We're stuck in a Avinu of Shemayim. We're stuck in a Melech. Right? Today, a Melech is such a derogatory word. right? A monarch? A person who is just telling people what to do? We're so evolved out of that. We have democracy. We have uh, branches of legislation. And we think about a melech, we think about like some king in Zimbabwe who's like subjugating his people and stealing their resources. And that's such a foul understanding. So get over that foul understanding of king. Stop using a melech. Right? Use something that works. But back in the day, wow, a melech was something that you really looked at. Amazing. So today, maybe the most exciting concept that we have is science. Right? And that's why Hashem Hu Elohim. God is Elohim. He is science. He is all the powers. Right? I was once talking to a professor here on the mall a couple of years, like two years ago, on the First Look Fair, I'm mean, at Hill or whatever, and he says, how do you reconcile, you know, God and science? I'm like, how do you not? How would science contradict science? He's like, come again? I'm like, well, God is science, so how would science contradict science? I'm like, uh, well, that's not God. I'm like, why? He's like, God is like, you know, micromanages the world, and science is the world, it's its own thing. I like well. That may be your God, That my God. <clears throat> so which he said, "Oh my God." Well, says yeah. <laughs> And when my understanding of God is is in my human understanding, then I see God as a human, as a father, as a king. But that's only because my 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 receptacles are human. Does have a Honda that's parked in the parking lot right there? If you want it, you can take it. It's mine. It's Gavin. My car, right? Sorry, buddy. Because my, because, right? So if I have a a radio, why isn't my radio picking up a Bluetooth? I'm trying to transmit Bluetooth to it. No, this radio is only picks up radio waves. And my Bluetooth phone can't pick up radio waves because that's what it picks up. So my human, my Ben-Adam, can only understand God as a Ben-Adam. For the angels, God is Vadai an angel. That's why when the angel fights Yaakov, he says to him, what's your name? He goes, I'm, I'm a human being. He goes, no, nah, can't, can't be. You're not. I know what human beings are. And I know what angels are. And you're Sarita Imanashim Vimilokim va'tocha You're not a human. Right? Now it's a very fine line. We have to be very careful because that's where Avodah Zarah and idol worship starts is when I limit God to my understanding. Now I can only understand God through my understanding which is where this becomes tricky. And this is the depth of the rabbi's words when they say in the Midrash Tov that they understand that we understand that we extrapolate from the creation to the creator from what has been planted to the planter and not the opposite we can never say that oh God is like the creation no we don't say God is like man that's where a different sect broke off No, we say man is like God. We are godly, we're not God. We're not God, we're godly. We're a very small fraction that's like God, God is infinitely more. But if we limit God to human powers, then that's where the problems start. And that's where the trickiness comes is that we are understanding God based on, under, on us understanding ourselves. And therefore, for a small child, what works is a father figure, a parent. Avinu Malkenu, mama And therefore, for an adolescent, what might work is a, a warrior. Wow. Kaddosh Baruch Hashem Tzibakos. He is the general of all armies. And for somebody in the working class, God is a governor. An Elohim. Or a Melech. And for somebody, you know, who's trying to be part of the world and not just within a system, then maybe God's Havaya. He is existence. And yet maybe saying that he is existence is a little too much, so I'm going to call him Adinut, Master. Right? The person who just makes sure that everything is happening. Now, if I get stuck in that, then there's no growing process. God is the Lokim. He's just like a powers. So what's the difference between God and science? I don't know, understand. If so you're telling me that God is science, then let me just learn science. Like, why don't you learn the Torah? Ooh, that's a good question. God is science and infinitely more. God is my father and infinitely more. And he's the king and infinitely more. And he's a Avinu Malkenu. Wait, he's Avinu or Malkenu? Because if he's Avinu, then, like, where's my new car, Dad? And if he's Malkenu, then, like, why you, I, why, why do you expect me to be, like, you know, thank you all the time? like, you know, thank you, inauguration day. Like, I'll, I'll write my check. You know, leave me alone. Mm, it's like this balance. It's kind of like in between because he's all of that and none of that because he's only from my vantage point. He only exists from my vantage point the same way this room only exists because we're perceiving it. And once we leave, it's going to turn into frequency because there's nobody to perceive its existence. Before man existed, was did God exist? No. Ain't self existed finite list existed, but Elohim only exists when there are people. And yet, Adon Olam Asher Malach, Beterem called it Nivra, yet he is the master of the world that was king before there was anybody to even reign on. Paradoxical. And that's fine. Because we understand that God is always beyond the grasp of what I can understand. I think Rabbi Nachman iterates this beautifully. Anybody want to read? Number four. I'll do it. He brings a mashal. When I write on the piece of paper, man, we all know that, that those words, those letters, M-A-N, are not man. What are they? Something that's denoting man. It's putting us all on the same page. We're talking now about man. Okay? it's only a denotion. it's only a signal it's only a sign that we're talking about man there's no there's nothing it's just the letters and yet we can also draw a man on a piece of paper and that still is man the same letters M-A-N and yet it's a lot more man than the letters M-A-N and yet it's still not man. But it's a lot more. Now this man is a lot more, it's a, there's a lot more to that man and yet it's still not man. And yet there's an ability to make a 3D, three-dimensional <laughs> carving, sculpture of man and that will be a lot more man with a lot more details as the drawing of the man on the paper and that still isn't man. Right? Right? And then there could be more details of each sculpture. That's going to be more man and more dimensions, and something that's not only just a sculpture, but a, but a, but a, but, but it could be even, even a, a, a true uh, a diagram, right? Uh, something, something that's even almost like a clone. And there'll be even more details. And it's still not going to be man. And then he says, Reb Nachman. The adam levad Same way with Torah. Zota ta Adam. Says Adam, the Torah is like this Adam. See, the Torah scroll that we have, it's a Torah scroll. Is it the Torah? We know that it's the Torah, but it is the Torah. It's like writing M-A-N on a piece of paper. It's man. It's the Torah, but it's not the Torah. Torah is Torah's Chaim, our life, when we live it. And yet when we live it, it's a lot more Torah than the Torah on the scroll, but it's still not Torah. And the Torah itself, the essence of the Torah, a 3D dimension of what the Torah is. See, the famous Torah of the Baal Shem Tov says, kol ha'am royim the nation saw the sounds of the Torah. What does it mean they saw the sound? How can you see sound? You said, see sound? So the Baal Shemter says, it's in an analogy of a deaf person who goes to a wedding. Based on how the people are dancing, he can see what the sound are. If it's a slow, based on their the dancing, he goes, oh, this is a slow beat song. And when they go, oh, it's upbeat. The nation saw that the Jews are dancing to a different tune. They're marching to a different beat. They saw the sound of the Torah. And that still isn't the Torah. Torah is all of existence, and it trickles into our life as Torah's Chaim, and it's in the Torah scroll as letters, and still don't confuse that that is the Torah. You know what the Torah is? Zot Torah Adam. The Torah is man. Same analogy of man. When I say Yud Kei when I say Hashem, I mean God, but that's still M-A-N on a piece of paper and when I draw and I say oh man God sat on a throne or God took us out of Egypt with his hand that's still a sculpture a a drawing of of God still isn't God and when I go into the deep depths of Ze'ran Pinin and Arichan Pinin and Keter Chochma Bina Chesed Givura Atzilus Bria into the Kabbalah of the 3D dimension of God that is a much more in-depth understanding of God and still that is not God can I ask 100% 100% um, When you say Torah's Chaim What do you mean by that? The living Torah Right? There's what the Torah says And then there's life Life itself right? We're not robots The Torah is not Is not code That then we become robotic The Torah says Don't do Malacha On Shabbos What does that mean? Well, that's, that's life we have to, we have to, that's, the, that's the Torah's Chaim That's Torah's Chaim Right? Is that, that How do we take that Torah And make it relevant To my life today? Kita <speaking in Spanish> te You go out to battle And you see a beautiful woman How does that apply To my life today? That's Torah Chaim. And yeah, that still isn't the Torah, Torah tikastima, the Torah itself, the Torah that God looked into the Torah and created the world. That's the, the right? So there's, there's, there's so many intricacies to God and we, we still have to understand that that isn't God. That isn't God, right? The muscle of a person who is dating a girl on the web and that's not that girl at all. That girl never exists. Some freak who's, you know, playing games with you. And they travel on you know on a plane to a different continent to meet that girl that doesn't exist. You want the real thing. You can't date a picture. Right? You can't do shidduch dating. You gotta do real dating. Amish, the MS. So the same way there's man on the paper, and there's a picture of man, and there's a 3D image of man, and there's an, even a robot-looking man, and that still isn't man. Your body is not man. You have a body. You are soul. There's God, and there's there's Hashem, there's Avinu, Malkinu, these are all analogies. They're still not God. And they're more intricate understanding of God, from, from names of Yurke, Vavke to Adn, and they're all just still things that are pointing you to the direction. And when we get lost thinking that that is God, when I think I know my wife, when I think I know my kids, that's when I really lost. But when I know that everything that I'm comprehending is my perception of them, and my sliver understanding of them, and I'm constantly working on broadening that, then I can really get somewhere. Shibizochah.